Hello, City Church. My name is Jacob, and this is City Church Together for Wednesday, July 29th. Today, we will be continuing part two of Lauren Dunahoo's story of life. So now I'm going to turn it over to Whitney to kick us off. So I'm, I'm really grateful. And even there were some pieces that you shared um, that reminded me so much of, I imagine, what people's experiences right now um, in quarantine life, COVID uh, inconsistencies and un- things being unexpected, um, and just what it looks like to, um, to recognize that, one, these are, in some ways, can be typical stressors, but two, they're stressors we've never experienced. So what does it look like to admit um, that that we are unsure of how to respond appropriately with the appropriate emotions and the appropriate reactions. And, um, so being willing to enter in and ask for help, um, I can, I can see how much God has, has prepared you. Um, and from conversations we've had, God really did prepare you for 2020. Um, and I would love for you to, to share just what, what quarantine life and, um, COVID have exposed in you and even how, how God had prepared you for this time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've shared with you, I've shared with friends before, um, kind of as soon as shelter in place happened, shut down all the things. Um, I was very quickly reminded of the year that I had been doing chemo. Um, and the Lord just put it on my heart, like you've done quarantine before. And it was true. You know, if I went out in public, I had to wear a mask. I had no immune system. I couldn't eat from a salad bar. Um, and I mean, I wanted the salad so bad. And, you know, in my hospital room, you could only have two visitors at a time because of the exposure to germs. Um, we had a hand washing station. As soon as you came into the house, you had to hand sanitize and take your shoes off. And, um, I missed out on some really fun times in college because I'm sitting in a hospital room, isolated from the community I so desperately wanted to be around. And so thinking about quarantine, really sympathizing and empathizing with the people of our church and understanding it's a hard time to be isolated away from people. You know, we need one another. Um, But I think the Lord had reminded me of that to help me prepare for this COVID season of understanding that, you know, we don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. And so we, he tells us to only look for today, um, that tomorrow will worry for itself. We have to trust that he will provide what we need in today's moment. Um, it can be very scary, all the unknowns of COVID and will tomorrow, will we be taking three steps backward or making a step forward? I mean, there's so many unknowns out there and our circumstances can change at the drop of a dime. Um, but I think, seeing through the lens of the Lord is unchanging and steadfast and he's the only constant in the midst of a broken world that has so many highs and lows. Um, and 
if you're at home with multiple children who are still in diapers and or you've lost your job or you just want to leave your house, all of those things um, can feel like an eternity waiting for things to go back to quote-unquote normal. But Scripture does talk about this life being a momentary and light affliction. And I think this time of quarantine has been really sweet for me only because I feel like this has been a, a season of redemption, of looking back at a season that was really dark and using a similar circumstance of isolation to choose joy and to choose an opportunity to have communion with God, lots of distractions taken away, and use that to hopefully encourage other people who are struggling to make sense of all of this. Um, Because I think it has turned a lot of lives upside down, and we don't know what is to come. But we do have hope and assurance of what is to come eternally. And I think moments like these in the past, I have gone quickly to despair. But this 2020 season for me has been very much of a very sweet time of lifting my head and having a hope of knowing that my future is secure and really being very expectant of that in a way I never have before. And, um, one of my favorite parts of quarantine was my husband's been able to work from home a lot. And so that has allowed me 30 minutes to go on a walk by myself because there's another human body in the house to watch our child. And I would just put worship music on. And I wanted to listen to music that was like expectant of, Jesus come quickly and so much of when I got diagnosed did not feel that way because I'm like I'm 20 I want to get married I want to have a family and all these things and I still desire those things but they're not ultimate things um those things can go away um but God does not go away and so for me it's been like let's get this show on the road. Like Jesus, come on back because that has become a season for me of looking for that. So I've been very grateful. Um, and I think that came out of through the counseling you and I did at the end of 2019 into 2020 and the kindness of the Lord to woo me back to himself basically. Um, and, through my community, was recognizing my sin of unbelief. You know, a cancer diagnosis was out of my control, but I did have the choice daily to trust or to not trust him. Um, I needed help with medication. I needed help with reminders from community. But I now have a choice daily to believe the truth of the gospel or not. I can despair or I can have hope. And it's still a battle. Like, I have not arrived. I still battle anxious thoughts daily. 
I still worry about getting cancer again and leaving behind my husband and my son. I worry about something happening to my son when he becomes an adult um, in light of all of the racial injustice situations that have been happening in our world. And, and so anxiety still creeps in. We're not going to be perfected this side of heaven, but the Lord has been kind to show me what sanctification looks like. And it's going to be a lifelong process. Um, But I feel like he's restored a lot of joy for me in this season. Uh, I I love how you have have outlined your story. I feel like when I read a book and someone tells me, I just choose to believe. I'm like, all right, how did we get here though? Because (laughs) that just doesn't happen overnight. So just for you to be able to share the days where where it came naturally in the days where it was a wrestling with God and a days where it was people praying over you, just that it's not as linear as, as we assume. And it's not, uh, I trust Jesus for my justification. And then every day afterwards, I trust him for my sanctification. There's still this renewing of our, our mind and our, our spirit. Um, and that, that that's how, how you even arrived at, at just, recognizing going into quarantine, oh, I'm going to have to have an active part in choosing to reframe my circumstances, choosing to, to, uh, sort my anxieties and choosing to, to think on what's honorable and true and trustworthy, um, and commendable. And so for, for our people to hear that Lauren Dunahoo hasn't just arrived, that there's been, there's been pieces that, that you, you have allowed people to enter in and you've allowed God um, in your weakness to be strong. Um, uh, the last piece, I I know your, um, love of, um, uh, man, the movie is now, uh, the sound of music, music. the movie in my head was, uh, solids, which is not what it was. So (laughs) Clarice, no, no. Um, The sound of music and I. But Maria frolicking (laughs) through hills, absolutely. So much lighter and much better for imagery. Unless you're talking about Dwight Schrute with the mask on from CPR training, then we might like Silence of the Lambs. That's a good image too. Um, For joy in the midst of difficulty. Uh, But I love, I mean, I love allegory and I've shared even on my podcast about my love of allegory and counseling. So you have talked a lot about um, an image, particularly from that uh, movie. And I would love for you to encourage our people with it. Um, And even how much that's played a a role in you processing your story. Absolutely. So um, I had been asked to speak at the women's conference, which as we know now did not happen. Thank you, COVID-19. So, thinking through I really appreciate when Trevor talks he gives some kind of image at the beginning a piece of culture whatever and of course I'm like here's my one shot fancy don't let me down like I've got to talk about the sound of music here because basically it's part of my testimony is what I tell John because I'm like it has just been a vital part all through childhood into adulthood I feel it's like one of those just feel good movies. You know, you can put it on and it just takes you into another place. So 
Um, we did our nursery decorated by the sound of music. So anyway, nerd alert. But I was thinking through like, how can I incorporate the sound of music into talking about Jesus being the only thing to satisfy us? And I'm like, I got nothing. Like I'm really trying here, but I got nothing. So then I'm like typing out kind of the last outline of this. And I'm like, let me just look up this Edelweiss flower. Okay. So if you've never watched the movie, the Edelweiss flower is the symbol of Austria and Captain Von Trapp sings this song with his daughter, Liesel. And as a kid, I would always imagine I was Liesel and like make my teddy bear, Captain Von Trapp. And we would like sit down and sing, you know, Edelweiss, Edelweiss, every morning you greet me and on and on. And so this flower is this small white flower that blooms and thrives atop the harshest of conditions on top of the Alps. So I'm reading, I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, So I'm like reading more about it, and it says, it prefers a rocky environment capable of enduring difficult conditions and involves a fibrous deep root system to help it anchor securely on rocky slopes and take in water and nutrients. And I'm like, I'm talking about living water and I'm like roots going deep. I'm like, this is just gold. Okay. And just thinking more about it of just like at first glance, right? You think how can a beautiful flower sustain in such a crazy environment? And I think for me, it was such a beautiful picture of um, God's love for us and how he can, because of Jesus, make us into something beautiful, no matter what our circumstances are. And, um, ha- you know, the idea of living abundantly and thriving in life. American culture has one definition, and it does not look like a desolate place. It doesn't look like growing in the middle of scarcity or a time of pandemic or a time of unknowns with your health, whatever that may look like. But the gospel is the upside down world, right? It's not the American dream. Um, And I searched for a long time trying to fulfill and be satisfied and to live abundantly by the world's standards, and it left me pretty empty. And those are the times I hit rock bottom and had to seek out counseling. Um, So I'm very grateful looking back that the Lord was gracious to almost let me kind of hit rock bottom in those ways of realizing, okay, these are the things you thought would bring you joy And where do you feel like you've left me? I mean, I had a counselor ask me, so you're uh, angry with God for getting cancer. What did you think you wanted after life after that? And I'm like, well, I wanted to be married and to have a career and to have a house and have children. And she's like, and what if those things have not happened in your life? And I was like, they've all happened. And yet here I am still very unsatisfied, still angry with God 
that it just wasn't the way that I wanted it to play out. And so I think with the Edelweiss flower, the idea of like, if the Edelweiss flower wanted to go put herself in an English rose garden, she would not survive. So God had specifically designed her to be placed high on this mountain amidst terrible conditions, and yet she still lived abundantly. And a lot of it is because the roots ran really deep, and it trusted the source of water to provide what it needed to grow and to be abundant. And so to me, it was like this beautiful picture of the gospel and the idea of progressive sanctification and how no matter what circumstances life can bring, the Lord can grow us and we can bloom and grow forever um, because of him. And so um, looking to the things that are unseen versus the things that are seen, uh, you described that wonderfully, and now everyone should go uh, watch The Sound of Music um, and listen to that song uh, and remember and wait. Uh, that flower uh, reminds me so much of Jeremiah 17 about being able to withstand drought, um, and that's such a picture of, of what we see throughout Scripture, of what it looks like to have abundant life um, in plenty and in nothing. Um, and so I love how... The Lord used all of that um, as an encouragement to you of his love um, in any any number of situations and circumstances. So I hope that is an encouragement to everyone listening. Um, And I would love to encourage uh, those listening to reach out. And um, if there's anything you want to talk through, uh, just anything that from this conversation has sparked questions or thoughts or um, oh, it's safe to talk about that. Um, please reach out to me. Um, re- please reach out to our elders or staff. Reach out to your community group. Um, uh, and know that that we are a safe place to talk about um, uh, the things that, that, whether it's pandemic or unrelated to the pandemic, um, you are noticing God um, uh, gently trying to draw you near to him and show you his sufficiency and care and love. Um, so I'm going to end us in prayer and thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, God, thank you so much for, for Lauren and just the way in which, um, God, you have, uh, pursued her, um, Lord, how you have used, uh, suffering in her life to draw her near to you. Um, God, and, and I, I can uh, speak to the fact that you have used, um, God, the comfort that you've provided her with. Um, to allow her to comfort others in our church. Um, God, we're so grateful for her and for the people of our church. Um, God, I ask that that you use her story um, for your glory um, and for others' good. Um, God, and help people to to recognize that, um, God, you are a loving Father uh, who wants to enter into our emotions and enter into our difficulties, God, and um, that the people of the church do so as well. Um, God, that you are not asking us to come perfected. Um, God, that's a process that you are are doing in and through us. Um, God, so remind the people of our church, um, God, of your love, how you have washed us clean, um, God, and that you are continuing to, to draw us near until your son returns. I ask this in your son's name. Amen.
amen. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing your story with us and Whitney for guiding such an encouraging conversation. City Church, if you want to share your story of life with us, email us at stories at borougcitychurch.com. That's stories at borougcitychurch.com. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.